Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Our theology, our view of God, must be big enough to embrace the biblical fact that God exalts God. This book is not about me. This story is not about me. This is the unfolding drama of God putting on display His glory and grace by rescuing people from every tribe, tongue, and nation who see themselves as rebels against God, yet who trust in the work of God's Son on the cross. That Jesus died the death we deserve and was raised to life. And based upon those truths, the believer is declared righteous in Christ and given the power to walk in newness of life. And this life lived for God leads us to be selfless followers of Christ to the ends of the earth. In His Word, He declares His own glory. And in His world, He displays His own glory. On the cross, He displays His grace and justice. As David Platt asked, who else would we have Him exalt? And yet we tend to organize our lives around ourselves as if God exists to cater to our comforts, to appeal to our preferences, and to give way to our whims. The only possible purpose for the believer's life and the church is to make known the glory of God, to be a faithful witness of Christ in all nations. This must drive us because this is what drives God. The task Jesus has given us is absolutely unmistakable. The purpose for our lives and the life of your church is straightforward. Be faithful witnesses to Him and make disciples of all nations for Him. Out of more than 11,000 people groups on the globe right now, over 6,000 of these people groups are unreached. This means that their whole culture has no viable, clear witness to the gospel. They don't know about Jesus, and they will never know about Him unless someone penetrates their culture. There's not a church down the street. There's not a Christian radio station. No believers connected to their culture. And the reason they are unreached is not because they are easy to reach and we just don't have the resources or the money to reach them. But rather, the reason so many are unreached is because they are difficult to reach and we don't have the resolve or moxie to take the gospel to them. We become deceived, distracted, diverted, disheartened from this task. It's going to take individuals and churches that are tenaciously in love with Christ, willing to endure spiritual battle for the cause of Christ. That is our mission, and it is absolutely impossible for us to accomplish. And Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that in order to accomplish His purpose, we would need His power. Before we can be witnesses to the corners of the earth, we must have His power. He sends us the Holy Spirit, not so that we can feel spiritual, but rather so we can be faithful to the mission. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Lack of power and resolve have already been demonstrated to us by the apostles. All of them scamper away on the night Jesus is arrested, even after them saying that they wouldn't leave his side. And if we're honest with ourselves, we see ourselves in them and we need the same power. The good news is, if we have been born again, we already have this power. But it's not an abstract force or a cosmic super ability. It is the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the same Spirit that led Jesus into the desert and led Him throughout His ministry. 
we're going to see time and time again in the book of Acts is that this spirit makes great things happen when God's people are dependent upon God's power to accomplish God's purpose. So what makes you become an effective witness? It's not if you memorize an evangelistic plan, although that can be helpful, but rather if you are dependent upon the power of God in being a witness. I like how Luke writes about the Holy Spirit in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He says that the disciples will be clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power. It's not their power. It's a power that's been given to them. The picture is that the person who is clothed with power begins to exhibit the characteristics of whatever they are clothed with. And in this case, it is the Spirit of Christ. When my kids were younger, we would spend a lot of time playing baseball in the front yard. Well, one day, my, my youngest son, Sam, was throwing a tennis ball up against the house. And my oldest son, Jack, and Sophie and I, we were playing catch. And Sophie doesn't play ball with us very often. But when she does, she turns into a different person. So I told Jack to roll her a ground ball. And I kid you not. She tapped her glove twice and then spit on the ground and got in her stance. When she puts that glove on, something switches and she becomes Pete Rose. She displays the characteristics of a ball player. The person who is clothed with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, exhibits the traits of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit living through them. When we do that, we can be assured that we will be focused on his mission. When you pray today, pray for John Bayline and the Master's Hands Deaf Church in Michigan. Also pray for the LifeWord broadcast in English across Canada, South Africa, and here in the United States.